Welcome to Deep Dive, where we seek to explore everyday topics on a deeper level from a biblical perspective. As young adults, we are constantly flooded with the opinions and beliefs of others. It is easy to get lost in the confusion and chaos of this world as the constant pressure of society seeks to drown us. As young adults ourselves, our goal in this podcast is to utilize God's Word to help us navigate through the young adult years the way God intended. Join us as we dive deep into today's episode. Yo, Deep Dive family. Go listen to some Beethoven after you listen to us, please. <laughs> it goes so hard. It is unreal. Do you want to give some context for that? Yeah. I just... I was watching this YouTube video uh, by Mark Rober, and he like made his own like playing piano yeah. that played on its own, and it was, just got me so hyped you watching can, like, it. You, if you guys go watch this, you can literally skip the first, what, like... Like till, seven till minutes, the, basically. Yeah, till the till last, end. like two or three minutes and watch the end it goes insane it's so nuts it literally all of a sudden i just want to learn how to play the piano because i think it'd be sick so i started listening to some beethoven and it just is so hype moonlight sonata fire let me tell you all right just go start listening to some piano it is crazy how hard uh, it goes we'll link those in the description just kidding we won't but anyways we're back we are back i had a couple people mad that we didn't upload i just like yeah i did too but we apologize. It was spring break. We uh, we needed a break in, in terms yeah. of the break part of spring break. And the break was used well. We kind of hung out. But my man also went skydiving. Oof. So fun. Yeah. You're alive. If you guys have that opportunity, definitely take it. Was it it is like... amazing. It does not even feel real. No? You hop out of that plane, and all of a sudden you're like shooting down straight towards Earth. And it just... <clears throat> It just doesn't feel like it even matters. You're just kind of vibing. <laughs> Josh is like, vibing out, in the y'all. sky, yeah. Um, dude, that's insane. Yeah. Dude. So anyway, shout out to uh, Kendall and McKenna for peer pressuring me. Mm. And Caleb for being a strong, supportive friend and being <laughs> nervous for me as I did it. <laughs> you if know Caleb of... was sweating at the bottom. Oh, bro. Just for you to you should down. see this picture I have of him what, like while... Wait, show me. I'm showing Owen the picture I have of Caleb while... I want to tell you guys how great this photo is. He is, like, watching us. I swear, probably more nervous than we were. And he... (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) My my man's sweating. My man's sitting in a corner and really contemplating his own life as Josh is about to jump out of a plane. That's that's something else. It was nice to have somebody nervous for me. Yeah. I love Caleb. Caleb, I love you. I love you, You're amazing. He probably does. Caleb listen? Yeah, I think so. Okay, let's go. Anyways, Caleb and I have yeah. our special song. He knows what it is. It's, <laughs> it's like our thing. And so, That's Caleb, cool. shout out to you. You're nice. a homie. Good stuff. You're a baller. Cool. Well, I was trying to think of a transition. Bro, that's my job. Well, but keep you talking. Were, you keep were talking. doing a lot of keep the talking. talking. Keep talking. Okay. And I'll try. And, I mean, I'll try and fit it in. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? I don't know. I don't know. I, as a as a quick disclaimer, I completely lost my voice this Sunday, and I'm still in recovery from that. And here's the thing: I lost my voice for no reason. Before my nap, I had a voice. After my Sunday afternoon nap, I had no voice. It was really quite a big struggle. And so, if I'm clearing my throat or if I just sound kind of bad in general, that's why. And I apologize, guys. I don't think Owen's read the verse from Proverbs where it says, "Don't love sleep." I think I think I just read it. Don't love sleep. 
Yeah, but also we're called to take care of our bodies. Yeah, so take care of your body by listen, going to bed early. Listen, I got four hours of sleep because well, I got up very, very early to go serve at church. Okay? Oh, so you just had a slowly flex in there for no, us, huh? I just wanted wanted to catch up on some sleep when I got hey, back. No, okay, understandable. You know? It's the Fun Sabbath. fact, we actually. We're called to rest on the Sabbath. That is facts. <clears throat> Fun fact, though, everybody. Did you know our bodies were designed for to sleep for two, four, two different four-hour periods? Like, we're supposed to sleep for eight hours a day, what? but it's not supposed to be eight, like straight through eight what? it's supposed to be four separate no way yeah so if you have any more questions about i'm gonna sleep, fact check him on that and we're gonna come back to that next episode because i've done a lot of research on sleep and i've never ever hey, heard that. i'm an expert on sleep i did a 25 page research paper on sleep so if you have any questions come talk to me okay. i will we gotta get, i have we answers. gotta get on the but topic, anyways bro. we just wasted four minutes yeah, of your time so hopefully that without was further ado though. owen is about to make this really smooth transition into what we're talking about so Josh, you you jumped out of a plane, right? Yes. Would you say that you were like high in spirit to jump out of that plane? High in spirit. Like like you were just like, excited, like I was so hyped. Yeah. I was also so scared. Well, in just Matthew kidding, I was five, not scared at all, guys. Verse three, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. So do you feel convicted <laughs> about that? <laughs> Guys, that transition, <clears throat> I apologize. Normally, I do the transitions, and Bro, that was just horrible. you put the pressure on me. Okay, well, anyways, if you didn't catch it, we're going to be talking about the Beatitudes, going a little more in-depth on them. <clears throat> they are found in Matthew 5, at the right at the beginning. Sermon and on the And as Owen said, so I'm just going to read through, like, the seven verses real quick, and then we're going to go back. Verse two. Okay. Yeah. And then we're going to go back and, like, go through them a little more in-depth. And, and we're gonna ba- we're basically gonna be just talking about how it's <clears throat> Jesus's kingdom is in kind of an upside down kingdom per se. Ooh. It's kind of a basic saying. I'm gonna I, break I down know. what you mean by that later. Yes, we will. All right, so here it is. We're gonna. Uh, we might as well just start in verse one, just because okay. it's like three three words. Yeah. All right. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Mm. And, by the way, I don't know if it's blessed or blessed, so I was just going blessed. I could picture it both ways. I think it's blessed. So, I don't know. It's one of those two pronunciations. Yeah. I feel like it means the same thing. So, yeah, that's the Beatitudes, though. Yes, and... The reason why I say it feel it's like an upside down kingdom is because all those like characteristics of the person Jesus is describing seem to just contradict anything that the world would want you to value. Yeah. Like I don't want to be known as oh meek Josh over there is just having a ball, <laughs> or like yeah. morny Josh. Do we want to be poor in spirit? Yeah. So we do, but poor in spirit. Yeah. 
is verse 3. So we're going to start there. And well, actually, can I stop you there? Owen would like to stop me. I would actually like to start in verse 2. And I like in the ESV, which is my translation. Josh uses in the NIV. But in my translation, verse 2, it says, And he opened his mouth and taught them. And I don't know. I just wanted to start there and make note that, like, this is Jesus talking, right? And for me personally, I feel like sometimes I can lose light of that, especially in terms of the Bible, because, you know, the Bible is the word of God and it's God breathed. But like this was literally Jesus on earth talking to his disciples, like face to face of just bars. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I just wanted to, to emphasize that and put some weight to those words that Jesus is teaching them in this moment. And, and the resulting passage has a lot of weight to it because of that. Yes. You know? Yes. So I don't fir- know. I just wanted to. No, that's a great reminder. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Thank you. I like what you said. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> anyways. Verse 3. Verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And poor in spirit, kind of strange. To me, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, I don't think it's talking about like physical, like you're poor. You yeah. have no money. I think it's kind of in reference to those who understand that they are in need of God's help. Yes. Because we are sinful so by So kind nature. of like an opposition of pride. Yes. Ooh. An opposition to pride. Nice. And some of the stuff I was reading is it's not physical poverty. It's an opposition to pride. And it's a self self emptying that is content contentedly <laughs> poor of worldly wealth or emptied of ourselves to allow us to be filled with Jesus. Ooh. Did you come up with that or is that a quote? I it's like I think it's mixed stuff from a couple different commentaries that I was okay. reading. So, no, it's not, like, my own I was about to be like, thoughts. damn, that was bars, But a verse that I found was a great example of being emptied, like, totally emptied of ourselves and, like, poor in spirit, as the verse says, is Isaiah 6, 1, and then continued in verse 5. So it's not just going to go, oh, I'm not going all the way through verse 5. Yeah. It's, like, 6, 1 and verse 5. Yeah. And it's uh, talking about Uziah, Uzziah the mm. king. He died in Isaiah, I think believe is getting a message from God to tell to the people. Hmm. And it says, and in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne high and lifted up and his train, his train did fill the temple. I don't think that's, that feels wrong. That does feel I definitely wrong. copied and pasted Wait, from what, somewhere. Isaiah. You got it. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. Josh is not perfect. We're all sinners. Wow. Give us a cr- quick moment as we have a brief intermission and and the train of his robe filled the temple okay Okay. all right that makes more sense yes it does and the train of his robe filled the temple then i said this is isaiah woe is me for i am undone and i am a man of unclean lips and i dwell amongst a people of unclean lips Mm. and so a great picture of being poor in spirit is the woe is me i'm undone Mm. like just thinking about that when Isaiah is like being talked to by God and he realizes how little he is right compared to God is just crazy yeah. and that brings me to another point that typically we as humans we just like to compare ourselves to other people you know cuz when i compare myself to you or to like any it's... of my other friends i'm like oh i'm i'm doing great like i'm way better than they are you you think you're better than me 
No, just I'm just saying, like, as an example, no, as an I'm example, joking. that's what I'm, I'm saying. But in reality, we shouldn't even be comparing ourselves to other right. people because we're imperfect, they're imperfect. We should be comparing ourselves to God and, and I to think, Jesus. I think that's something definitely interesting to point out because, like, it's much easier to compare ourselves to people around us because it's who we see on the daily basis and we're actually comparable. Like, we're, we, we can't compare ourselves to God, right? We are so set apart from God. There's perfection and damnation. Like, yes. Yeah. There's two polar opposites, and so... Yeah, and it's just back to the upside-down kingdom. Yes. Which are, which is basically our... I'll say theme. I like the mm-hmm. word theme. Yeah. Um, like, the world <clears throat> wants us to think that we are in control and we can do anything we want, yeah. when in reality we have, like, no power to do anything, and God, God is in complete control over all of our lives. Yeah. And so understanding that we need God and we're like super little and undeserving compared to him. Yeah. It just helps you see why you need to relate, like why I need a relationship with him and takes you to that spot of being poor in spirit. Yeah. Well said. Verse four. What does it say? Verse four says, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Hmm. And that's, Man, context is so helpful in this because you read that and you're like, what, bro? That just means like people are sad and like God's going to comfort them. But, you know, I think the application there is so important because or sorry, the the true meaning of that verse, because those who are mourning, at least I believe that that is in reference to like those who are mourning because of their sin and their their sinful nature and they're yeah. constantly falling short of Christ and yeah. his kingdom. I like what you said about being sad about your like mourning your sinful nature because there are different types of mourning. Mm. Um like there's mourning of the things of this world that you're missing out on the things of this world which I don't think is a necessarily a great type of mourning because we shouldn't really be mourning that we're missing out on the things of this world. Um and then like Good, quote unquote, good morning is what kind of like what Owen said. Morning of yeah. our our sinful nature and like our separation from God, and a good verse to go along with that is Second Corinthians seven nine and ten, which says, "Yet now I'm happy, not because you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led to repentance, mm. for you became sorrowful as God intended, and so were not harmed in any way by us. Dang. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret." But worldly sorrow brings death. Wow. And that just seemed like a perfect... Worldly sorrow leads to death. So that's in reference to getting caught up in earthly things and yeah. being sad about things on this earth. Not like, on this earth, but just... Like things that we shouldn't be sad about. Yeah. And like that that verse is, is so interesting to me because that's like mourning is such a key part of salvation then, right? Yeah. According to that verse because... That is is God's way of letting us know when we're constantly falling short of Him, and are somehow covered by His grace yeah. and mercy. You know, and then we mourning when we mourn, we are like Jesus. Something cool that I found while like researching this topic is it said never in the Bible it it doesn't say Jesus laughed. You know, mm. it's always Jesus. Jesus wept. And the specific verses, John eleven thirty five, Luke nineteen forty one, Hebrews five seven through nine, it all discusses Jesus weeping and mourning, and so we are weeping, we're mourning as Jesus mourned, and we're blessed to be like that. Yeah, 
And now, I, like it says, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. That doesn't mean that we're going to be comforted right away. Right. Um, that's a good. That's a good clarification. It, it means more that we are going to have eternal comfort like, mm. for eternity in heaven with Christ because of what He did for us. We will not have to mourn or cry. Revelation twenty one four says He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. And behold, and, the new has come. Yeah, and that yeah. is just. I would encourage all of you right now to, after this episode or mid, just pause us, go read Revelation 21. It is crazy. It just makes you long for the new heaven, the new earth, and heaven so much. It's crazy. That's wild. All right. Verse 5 says, Blessed. Blessed? Blessed. 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 I could say it differently with each verse. I think it's blessed. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, guys. Anyways, verse 5 says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Josh, what does meek mean? Oh, well, I didn't exactly have a great definition for my own brain, so I looked up a definition, and it says, mm-hmm. Quiet, gentle, and easily imposed mm-hmm. on or submissive. Ooh. That doesn't sound like a great thing to be called, no. to be honest. I When I think of meek, I think of gentle. I think of gentle, That's too. Like, gentle and quiet. Yeah. I agree. And, I mean, the world clearly values... Does not value like someone being quiet, gentle, yeah. submissive. It's more tends to lean towards the like aggressor and like loud out in front leader, you know? Right. And you know, that verse to me, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts and your studies, but that's kind of in reference to to those who are are yeah, I like quiet and gen- I like gentle, but I like quiet who aren't setting themselves at, on a higher authority or a higher pedestal than others and how they're almost I, I almost want to say selfless goes with meekness as well yeah and they're they're not focused on earthly things but they're and their gentleness and their quietness they're they're focused on others and not themselves maybe. yeah i don't know what do you no, think no i agree but <clears throat> one of the things jesus is described similarly like I wouldn't say it's the exact definition of meek, but it's pretty darn similar. In Matthew eleven twenty nine, um, Jesus is saying, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. Mm. And that seems like a super similar humble. definition of meek, like yeah. humble and gentle. And so since we're followers of Christ, we should we're trying to become more like him. Yeah. And because he is meek, we should be meek as well. Yeah. And then it says the meek will inherit the earth. And that, I mean, that is kind of confusing because nobody, no like weak person is going to ever be in charge of the earth. But right. it's not talking about the physical earth more. It's talking about eternity in the new heaven and yeah, new earth. I was earth. about to ask, is that a new earth? And reference? so, yeah. And so, a good verse I found to go along with that is Matthew 25 34. And Jesus says, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Mm. And side note, it's been prepared for us since the creation of the world. Just think about that. That's wild. That is pretty crazy. That's a long time ago. Yeah. (laughs) And so just keeping your mind focused on those heavenly rewards. Yeah. Like being meek on earth for the heavenly rewards rather than... It's an eternal mindset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The eternal mindset. It feels like everything just keeps coming back to the eternal yeah, mindset. Yeah, it really does. It's wild. Yeah. All right. Verse six. 
which says, are you ready? <laughs> I was waiting for you to say yeah. something. Um, verse six, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be satisfied. <clears throat> what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, you know, when I read that verse, I see, you know, when it's talking to those who are hungering for and, and thirsting for righteousness, that's, it's almost set apart from earthly things where they're, where they're focused and set and, and they're hungry in terms of like taking in God and his word and his character, yeah. as opposed to taking in worldly things and ideals mm-hmm. and morals and, and again, focused on like an eternal mindset, you know, yeah. and in terms of righteousness. So, uh, we're going to eat what we're hungry for. Mm. I like that. Yeah. The way you said it. And then also hunger and thirst, deepest cravings of our appetites. Well, right? And I was about to say, like, like we were, I, I had men's group this morning with shepherd's house and Brett was leading it. And we got onto a little topic about fasting and he was just making a comment of like nowadays when we, when we talk about fasting, it's some people like, Oh yeah, I did like a month fast from Instagram or like, I did a month or I did a year fast from candy, you know, uh-huh. and he was just bringing to light that true and genuine fasting is it needs to come from a place of dependence. Like yeah. we are dependent on food and water and hunger and thirst. Right. And so I think that's a cool thing to point out when we yeah. read that verse where it's talking about those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, like the core dependence on like of our life, of our sustainability, of our living. And and he's using those terms in the sense of wanting to take in righteousness. Yes. Like that's that's yeah. such an insane thing. So hunger and thirst for righteousness like we do for food. Yeah. And then hunger and thirst come back. Like once you eat, you're not just full forever, right? Nice. So it's that Bars. we have to be we have to be continually asking yeah. for like we obviously I can't be righteous. There's mm-hmm. no shot. Yeah. But sure. we have the Holy Spirit to help us. And through prayer, we have to just keep continue to ask that's, for it to be filled with righteousness. Yeah. yeah. And so that's interesting. And then um, God, God wants us to be filled with it too. Exactly. And I think that's a great tie into the end of that verse where it says, for they shall be satisfied. Yeah. You know, it's that, like you said, that constant hunger and thirst, that dependence on like truly big and heavy things but we'll be satisfied nonetheless, even though that keeps coming back, that desire for more and more, mm-hmm. we're going to yeah. be satisfied through that process. Yeah. And only, only God can fill us. Luke one fifty three says he has filled the hungry with good things. Jeremiah thirty one twenty five says, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Mm-hmm. So God wants us to hunger and thirst for it. And so he'll fill us and we have to rely on him to fill us because we can't fill like the void of righteousness in our lives with ourselves. Right. Because we just, yeah. We're, we can't. We're sinners. <laughs> we are. We are big fat yeah. sinners, separated from God. Amen. And so, I think that pretty much. Yeah. Verse seven. Yeah. All right. Verse seven says, "Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy." What does mercy mean to you, dude? This might be my favorite part of the Beatitudes. That yeah. verse. That goes crazy. And like when I think of mercy, like I just think of how like how I am set like apart from God headed towards damnation, but through my faith and trust in him, which is nothing that I can do by myself, his mercy saves me. Yeah. Like mercy. What, what's the saying? Great. 
mercy is not getting what we do deserve and grace is getting what we don't deserve right i can't remember i always get those two mixed up so those are definitely the two sayings but i don't know which one's grace yeah mercy mercy is not getting what we do deserve deserve. and like that's just again when i read that verse it it comes to mind that like we're we are called to reflect christ's character right Uh and and reflect him in our own lives and be a light for him in this world and christ was merciful and we serve a merciful god and so we are supposed to implement that into our own lives and you know, there's, we can't even reach the level of mercifulness. That's not a word, but like the level of mercy that God shows us. But if we are able to extend, if I'm able to extend mercy to you, Josh, if I'm able to extend mercy to my family and my friends and my church, like whoever it is, like that is something I'm called to do because I'm called to become more Christ-like. But also like it's, it's very convicting for me where I, I serve a God of second chances who forgives me for my sins and it extends mercy where I don't deserve any of it. And if I don't, you know, mirror that to the best of my abilities, even though I'm sinful by nature and implement that in my own life, like that is so convicting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, a great, a good verse for why we should forgive is Ephesians four thirty two, mm. And it says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. And it's just like, yeah, Jesus, we were forgiven first. We don't deserve forgiveness any more than the worst, the quote unquote worst sinner you can possibly right. think of. We don't deserve any more than them. Yep. And so we should forgive because Christ first forgave us. Mm-hmm. And this is all throughout the Gospels. Yeah. I for, I have, there are more references, but I didn't well, put it's, them all in. But it's, it's throughout the entire it, Bible. Forgive as, because God the Father forgives us. And yeah. I think somewhere in Matthew it says, if you don't forgive... In the same way, God the Father isn't going to forgive. That's now, crazy. That's scary, qu- bro. I would look that verse up. I know it's... Yeah. I'll, I'll try and find it as we continue as we on continue. to verse 8. Yeah. Uh, but I'll try and find that verse just so I'm not like... Yeah. But just some crazy thing. If you need to pause this for a minute and take note of the weight of the word and the term and the definition and the ideas of mercy, do that. Because it's such an important thing. And as Christians, like, that is such a huge aspect of our lives because it's something that we don't deserve, but it's something that allows us um, to have hope and, and uh, for unity with Christ in heaven one day. Yeah. Um, um, hold, please. Hold, yep. please. I believe I found the verse. Dude, that was fast. Nice job. Yeah. Um, it says in Matthew six fourteen through 15, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others of their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Mm. Wow. I think that's a good way to I think we should just leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Verse 8. You ready? Yes. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What does it mean to be pure in heart? That's a really good question. Um, Is that in reference... I, you've done more studies on this than me, so I'm, I'm asking you. Is is the pure of heart those who are living their lives in a pursuit of, like, keep, keeping their lives pure and, and focusing on heavenly things and not earthly things? Like, not getting caught up in, in destruction and sin and 
what I mean, I would say I don't have the perfect definition of it. This is just some of the thoughts I compiled. I like what Owen was saying. Obviously, pure in heart doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. Right. We're all going to still sin and stuff. Absolutely. But some of the research I was doing, your heart is entirely for God. You're fleeing from worldly desires. And it's the realization that we are only cleansed by Christ's death and resurrection. Like, that's the only way we can be, like, purified through Christ. Um, yeah. Hebrews 10.22 says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Uh, yeah. And I think another I think another good verse that is referenced in my study Bible for verse 8 is Matthew 5.28, which is just later in this chapter. And it says, But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And so that's just, that's an example of not remaining or not, not being dwelling pure in yeah. pure of heartness. I can't speak and now English. It says, um, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. And only, only the pure can see God in in a sense that like God can't bear to look on, like look at humanity. Bec- like we can't be with God because of our sins. When right. we sin, we're completely separated from Him. Yeah, and so we can't be in the presence of Him because of our sin. Mm-hmm. However, we're purified through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, that so then we will like in a sense we are then purified and we are able to see God. It's kind of what I get. Yeah, that. In, in that sense, but also it's it's a calling to live a pure life. Yes. You know, yeah. and that's, we can't abuse God's grace. Mm-hmm. That's shown all throughout scripture in the gospels. Like yeah. we, like that's just. Uh, Romans 6, 1. Yeah. What, do, you, do you have it off the top of your head or do you just. Yeah, I uh, believe so. Okay. Um, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. Ooh. We are those who have died to sin. How then can we live in it any longer? Dude, nice job. What a stud. Ladies, ladies, what a stud right here. Okay. And then, then, like, as I was saying earlier, the only way we gain access to God is through Jesus. John 14, 6. Jesus, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm -hmm. And so that's just, I don't know if this is 100% correct, but that's where I go when I see the pure in heart, for they will see God. Because Jesus purifies us, we will see God. Mm -hmm. And it's not anything that we can do. It's not but, in our control. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Verse 9. Verse 9 says, blessed, blessed. I'm going with blessed. I, I, I feel think like blessed, blessed might be yeah. more right. It sounds cooler, too. It does sound cooler. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. No. My, vers- my version says sons of God. Children, sons. I just wanted to say that. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you think that, how, how does that relate well, to you? What do you think? in doing my research... Um, the, the piece that is used in this verse in Greek, this word is whack. So I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, okay. but it's ir- irony or something like that. Irony? Something along that sort. No, it's like <laughs> E-I-R-E with a bar over it and E with a bar over where, it. Where is it pointed out? So I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Oh, Irene. Irene, maybe? I, I don't know. I don't know. But. 
Um, in the Greek, it means total totality or completeness, success, fulfillment, wholeness, harmony, security, and well-being. Ooh, that's a lot of big words. Yeah, but I think that sums up what peace means pretty solidly. Yeah, and I think in and that's in reference to like reflecting God and His mm-hmm. peace through our own lives, which is kind of a constant theme I'm now realizing through the Beatitudes is reflecting yeah. Christ and His nature. And yeah, I th- also think it can it shows we're we're only called children of God because of like Christ's death and resurrection give us peace with God. Yeah, right. And so that when we have that peace with God, we can then. Div- Diffuse that peace into diffuse. other people's lives diffuse. as well. Diffuse. diffuse, diffuse, diffuse. Like when we are peacemakers, yeah. we diffuse peace into other people's lives yeah. as well. Yeah. And so it's a Living great way to shine example. our light, but it's only because of Jesus's death and resurrection that we have that peace. Mm-hmm. And well, so we're, it's not like we're the peacemakers. Jesus is the peacemaker. Mm-hmm. And we can learn. And from then him. we can be he can use us to diffuse peace in other people's lives. Absolutely. All right. And then the next, I kind of put all the next, the like the last three verses into a similar category because they're all talking about how the world is going to react to the kind of people that Jesus just described in the previous verses. Yeah. So if you want to hit us with verses 10 through 12. I got you. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Yeah. Again, eternal mindset. Eternal mindset. We have the warning right there that the world is going to treat us differently. Like, yeah. So we that shouldn't should come be, as a surprise to us. We should be us. expecting it. There's other places as well. John 15, 18 through 19, Jesus says, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. There's like the kingdom upside down. We don't belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. We have great company in being like treated poorly by the world. Yeah. Like the world did not treat Jesus well. And Mm -hmm. he is the savior of the world. Yeah. And so as his followers, and we, we know, we were given a warning, too. Mm-hmm. 1 John 3.13 says, do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. Yeah. And I think the key word there is persecution, right? It's mentioned one, two, two times in those three verses, right? And yeah. And, like, we will be persecuted. Yeah, you that, know, is, it looks that is part of the deal. That, <laughs> it is part of the deal. It, it looks different. In, in different times, like sure, right after Jesus' death and, and you know, Stephen the martyr and Paul and his suffering and, you know, anyone else who's going on during that time preaching the word of God, like that looks different, their persecution from our persecution nowadays. Yeah. And we are almost blessed to live in the time that we do proclaiming the gospel. Yeah. Because all, all I'm saying is I'm reading through Acts right now. And that was like real persecution that the early church was going through. Yeah. And we live in America where we can literally say whatever the heck we want. We can, and we're too scared to say it because we might get made fun of or someone might right. stop talking to us. Well, these people back in the early church were getting stoned and killed for yeah. what they were saying. And Jesus gave us the warning. 
So because he gave us the warning, we should be prepared. We should know what is happening. And that should not deter us from sharing the gospel, from living differently from the world and being part of the kingdom upside down. Yeah. And and again, like that's just focusing on the eternal yeah. aspect, yeah. right? Like this life is so short. Yeah. This, our rewards our, are in heaven. Our, yeah. That's, our that's such a, that's such, on earth. Ex, that's such an important thing to note. Like, you know, there's a lot of cool things that happen on this life and a lot of things that God has allowed us to enjoy. Mm. And they might seem like rewards. They're not. You know what I mean? And and yeah. and we just need to be wary that, yes, this life in terms of our cognition and our understanding, yeah, it's a long life, you know, Lord willing. And we should live it to the best of our ability to glorify Christ through it all. But in eternity in heaven, it doesn't even compare. Yeah. There's no comparison at all. Like an eternity is such a, like it's beyond our comprehension. Yeah. And so, yes, like Josh said, it's part of the deal. It, but we're fortunate that it's part of the deal because it makes our lives that much better that we're set apart and we're suffering for something so much greater than we can even imagine. Yeah. And to end, I'd just like to say that's a lot. Yes. <laughs> and... If I'm, I, I'm listening to myself and I'm like, there's no way I'm like, I am all this, what Jesus told us to be in the Beatitudes. There's no, no shot. I am all it or I can be all it. And that is true. Mm-hmm. You cannot be all it. And yeah. that is why God gave us the Holy Spirit because we can't do it on our own. No. But we have a helper. We have the Holy Spirit in us. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way that we can even get close to what we are called to be as what like Jesus calls almost essentially a child of God in the Beatitudes, like yeah. what the characteristics are. And so don't be discouraged because you won't be able to do it alone. If I tried to do this all by myself, I would be screwed. Yeah. And so you probably wouldn't be doing prayer and like asking the Holy Spirit to work through you is the only, only chance. Yeah. Will you, before we end this, just define upside down kingdom one more time. Upside down kingdom. I think of as just, Jesus values different things than the world does. Mm-hmm. And so, so we if we're living, upside down yeah, so we want to be living differently from the world mm-hmm. and not in valuing what Jesus values over what the world values so that we can be blessed in eternity rather than have like vast possessions or power or whatever it may be here on earth. Yeah. Well said. And with that being said, we have a secret word yeah, for we you. We have a secret word. And it is. Uh, glasses glasses because Owen is wearing some purple glasses because he has a nice purple shirt on purple glasses purple glasses alright and I think that's all we have for you let's go sorry it's kind of long yes this is a long one and if you made it to the end we love you dearly yes. even if you, even didn't, if you didn't and you never you. hear this we still love you dearly yeah. but yeah thank you guys for joining we pray that you have a wonderful rest of your day and week yes and that you do everything to the glory of God Amen. I'm losing that my voice. That deep voice is amazing. <laughs> See ya. All right, bye. Peace.